Hi, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, an astrophysicist in this cosmos, and you're listening to Black Tribbles. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610 267 215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. how lit that was because I faded back and Lennon was there. Bro, we in space. What up? It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, also known as the everyday Phillies Bay, also known in the act world as Chase Butley. It's your girl, that Mikey chick, also known as the Storm Triple, and this is Space Hats Go! The final installment of 2018 is going to be lit, guys. Uh, joining me in studio, as always, we have... What's the deal? It's your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Tribble, one of the last three black men, amazing black men alive. Facts. 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 At the helm, of course, we have... Yo, what's up? I like your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. Oh, so I needed that. It's been a rough week. And uh, on the Facebook Live, hey, Handler Business. Hey, what it do, y'all? It's your mama's favorite nephew, cousin Muscles. You know, that man's whole brother number one, bro, who in the building, the Super Saiyan Triple. Much love as always. Yay, yay. Uh, you are listening to 106.5 FM LP WPPM People Powered Media airing out of Philly Cam. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to join the conversation. Uh, hit us up on the social medias. And what's that number they can reach us at, Len? 215-923-WPPM. That's 215-923-9776. You know, it's because we use the call sign in the digits for the phone number that my now very millennial brain can't remember the phone number to save my life. <laughs> that used to be the thing, because my grandparents would do that, you know, and they would do stuff like uh, in the first two digits of the actual phone number. G-E-8? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. I still remember my old phone number, G-E-8-3320. Wow. C-H-80641. Hey. My grandparents was 844-4964, so it's like V-R? V-I. V-I-4. You yeah. know that the, there's meaning to all those, right? Yeah, Victoria, GE was Germantown. Yeah. <gasps> CH was Chestnut Hill. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, mind blown! That's why phone numbers in uh, in movies and stuff are 555, because that area was, was KL. K- 
Klondike, uh-huh. and there weren't a lot of phone numbers out there. Ah. So they would use it was KL five, five five five, and all of those numbers were like in the in Montana and all that kind of stuff, where there were just no people. Interesting. So they didn't have any phones. To just be deer walking around looking at this phone ringing. <laughs> like, is that is that is that my phone? Is that your phone? Is that my phone? Who's Are you going to get it? I'm not going. I'm to get going. It. I don't know. Jedediah, not you. I don't. I don't know this number. I got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, did you know that? What about the? Oh no, actually, no. I had no idea about any of that. Yeah, yo, yeah. these. Like, you know what? Real quick, Isaiah. I mean, just put it out there. I think people know by now. You're yeah. the youngest one of us. Sweet yeah. Do you even remember a time when you didn't have to dial the area code? I was about to ask him that with too. your phone number. Um, yeah, I think actually I remember it. Like I have to dial like because I'm six ten, or even have to dial the one before that. I even actually back in the day, my dad did have one of the old rotary phones, so yeah. I actually know how to use that. So yeah, you I mean, know how to use it. You stick finger in and, and rotate. No, okay, way, you say that, but there's way. a lot of people that look at it like it's a foreign object nowadays. They're like, I, either way, that's not the question that Len asked you. He said, "Do you remember yes. a time?" Because you said you, you use six. You were six ten, so you yeah. never have to use it one first. Yeah, there was a time where you didn't have to use your area. Code. Oh, yeah, the there phone was number was just seven that. digits. The te- the t- there was a time that there wasn't a six ten. Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's that true was not too. me. Yeah, no, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, watch, watch if watch any old movie, and I'm talking about like even back into the '80s, '70s. Okay, and you'll notice when they are they give somebody a phone number or they are or dialing something, they're only like hitting seven digits. Dang, all right, yeah, I have to pay attention to that. Yeah, because it just for me, it's just natural. Like, all right, cool, everyone has an area code, just put that in. I was like, I did not know that was really a thing, so. Things existed before me. That's cool. Yo, don't feel bad. <laughs> no, wait, don't feel bad because I remember way back in the way back when these both both these same two triples told me that there was a time where you had to dial the police department phone number. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. You had to yeah, dial seven day, yeah. digits before you got nah, any kind the, of help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. See, police already don't come as fast as they should for certain neighborhoods. I'm I'm just gonna need those three strong numbers. Like that's all. I'm good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's why on all the cop all cars it says dial nine one one. Because yeah. apparently there are still some people alive that don't know that you can do that. <laughs> What's the number for nine one one? That so that's a, like a legitimate <laughs> question yeah. now. Like I was just roasting people left and right, not knowing <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was real stuff right okay, there. Okay. So yeah, how was your week, guys? Pretty busy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Thrilling. Did a little bit of work. Yeah, I mean, working on some new stuff with Gangster Guys, so that's exciting. Ooh. That's always lit. Um, cried today because Carson is hurt. Who? Carson, Carson Wentz. Got excited that Andrew McCutcheon is coming. Woo. They're not ready. Yeah. They're not ready. I'm getting me a get me a McCutcheon jersey. Did you know that the Phillies were some of the top ten MLB teams Googled in twenty eighteen? Yup. Mm. We didn't even make playoffs. <laughs> and we should have. They just like us. That, that yeah. was that was one of those seasons that it was like, okay, this is still a building year. Yeah, like, like this we, there's no way this is gonna happen. Nope. And then everybody got lit all at once. Yeah. We were like, what? And Cap was like, guys, chill. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, <laughs> and and because they didn't chill, they yeah, started they making did. dumb yeah. mistakes. The like these guys aren't all professionals, so um, I feel like it was a, a humber- humbling season for them. Yeah. But I also feel like it was a really important learning season. Yeah, it really as well was. It really was. Because at the end of the day, 
they were still balling. They were balling. They were balling so, early in the year. So, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not we'll see how we'll see how it works out. Yep. But I'm excited about McCutcheon. Yeah, me too. I, I've been a fan of that dude for a while, me even if he was too. a pirate. Yo, Gritty came to my job the other day. What? what? I wasn't there. Oh. I felt that in my soul, y'all. I was scrolling through Instagram. I look up, and there's Gritty leaving Urban Axis. I was like, no. Apparently, the, there was a group there, like a, a corporate holiday party, and they hired him for like a half hour to come hang out. Yo, he might be at the new Wawa tomorrow. I bet. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Already getting paid. Now you want to come down at eight o'clock? Yeah, I may have to come you? out. You heard about the new Wawa? They opening up right down here on Fifth and Chestnut. Oh, word. It's yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like this big new it's huge like Wawa. Huge, it is Fifth and Chestnut, right across the street from Independence but, Hall. Like, yeah, the mega Wawa. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the largest Wawa. Yeah, it's like oh. yeah, it's like Jesus's Wawa. It's it's enormous oh. and like everybody's <laughs> gonna be there. It's like Wawa Why? Jerusalem. Yeah, it really. <laughs> yo, it's gonna be. Why? Because they trying to get that tourist money and I'm. Okay with that? Yeah, because that's why they're right. going to be selling like the t-shirts. They, yep, I'm going down there. I'm getting me a Wawa swag. They got okay. they got free coffee in there all weekend. I'm gonna be up in that joint. <laughs> Coming down. Any more of that Irish creamer? <laughs> Coming downtown for no reason. I mean, that's the best reason to come. Exactly. Down. Posted up, chilling. Uh, I'm all about a, a, a fly new I'm, Wawa. I'm also all about making the imports nervous. <laughs> Let them know. I saw a meme on on Instagram mm-hmm. today that was like, sometimes you gotta pop a couple rounds off from your gun. Let <laughs> 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 gentrification. I was like, oh, you right. Yeah. That's not a terrible thing. <laughs> you right, or at least just like a cap gun, real fast. Yeah, as long as all the neighbors know, you know, this is like a weekly thing, and, and the whole neighborhood, as in general, they're like, you know, all right, it's it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody pitches in for ammo. Monday, Mr. Jenkins, yep. you know, he lets off a couple shots. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Miss Brown, yep. she just lets off a couple shots right into her garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and we just kind of go around the neighborhood. This should probably take about two weeks to get that up and down the block. Yep. Keeps keep that rent nice and low. Speaking of, yo, I understand that there's a lot of uh, presents and stuff getting delivered this time of year. Mm-hmm. I just sent off a package to my uh, Wonder Triple. Yo, yeah. dog. Track that thing. Yeah. Almost certainly. Bro. Oh, for real. It was a package on my on my neighbor's doorstep. I live on the 8300 block of Rodney Street. Mm-hmm. It was a package on my neighbor's doorstep for 1061 Mount Airy Avenue. You don't live anywhere. <laughs> no, I do. There's an apartment complex right oh, behind yeah. my building, and that's their number. But whoever was dropping the packages off, like they, I guess they had, because they had the map taped to the package. <laughs> <laughs> Show you work. <laughs> it, it had the address on there twice, and had the nerve. The box had the nerve to say check address, and he left it. Whoever it was left it right there in front of my neighbor's house and went on their way. Wow. I was like, you. Wow. I'll be. That is the epitome of not my job. <laughs> yeah. But it totally is. You had one <laughs> exactly. job. That's, that's exactly your job. All you got. To, so I picked up the package. I drove it down to because uh, they don't have a leasing office in the apartment complex. The leasing office is down on Mount Pleasant, like the 300 block of Mount Pleasant. So I drove it down there. and was like, yo, somebody left this just randomly on my block. <laughs> like, I, and, you know, if I was a different dude. I would have had Mia whatever was in that box. Pretty much. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, man. Pretty so much. Ca- yo, track your packages. Yup. I don't care if it's supposed to be a surprise. Whoever you send it to, call them and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> there's something <laughs> coming for you. Right. Track. Here's the tracking number. Track your packages. Hmm. So 
Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hey, uh, real quick, a uh, shout out to uh, Jason Brown, who won our uh, edition of Bitter Root. He hit us up by email, thanking us for it. Um, and he got that on uh, in his uh, in his mail slot, along with a Triple Nation um, bracelet, we've been cool. out as well. Um, we're and we're and and Jason, I should I should let all of the triples know, he's one of those people that that has answered the call. I'm, I'm so happy that there are a few of you out there listening, because as I've noted that um, in the new year we're going to be we're going to you know change things up a little bit and we're going to kick off our show going through all of our feedback and emails from people. And the, and the truth of the matter is, I think it's because we are a live radio show. A lot of people don't email us because they're just listening to the live radio. Mm-hmm. But we we are starting to get more and more emails, um, responses to some of the conversations that have gone on here. And I'm just kind of like letting them pile up so that on our first show after the, in the new year, on January 3rd, we can go through a whole bunch of them. Um, it's going to be some controversy caused by some of these things dope actually which is what i like bring it but more than but more than Easy that i produce. just whatever 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 the controversy is i was right <laughs> but, but, even, but even so more than that i just love just having getting that feedback and from the from the fans and i like being able to bring that feedback to uh to our radio shows the funnest it's easily the, the most fun part that we do on the michelle mission and the gutter talk and i want to bring that to black triple so i'm looking forward to that nope funnest and, and Jason has definitely been sending me emails. He's, he's been listening and checking, making a list and checking it twice. <laughs> okay. Sending you a 16-point PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. He's got a triest. What? A triest. It's a, a essentially like a, a a manifesto. Like this is this is this is what we're talking about. Oh, like I thought it was a for... Prius that ran on leaves. That's... It could be that. It could be that too. It could be that as I well. I was right there with you. Like that. <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at you, man. I'm not even. I'm not even. It runs great in the autumn. <laughs> it's just fuel everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta bend down, just scoop it up. Drive and scoop. Springtime, I gotta do all this climbing. <laughs> gotta kick some things. Do you, do you know how do you know how expensive Applejack is to rent? <laughs> you gotta bring her out from Equestria, convince her to do it. Just shaking trees all day. Only way it gets done though, them Earth ponies get it. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about, I'm, guys. I've been crafting a stand up. I'm gonna this is last thing off topic before we get into it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Been crafting a stand up low key in my in my room at night, and one of my one of my bits is me going in about how how and when. Twilight Sparkle blew my mind <laughs> on My Little Pony. And the more and more I go over it, the funnier it gets. So I'm just, I'm in my head with that right now. Oh, that is so cool that you're doing that. Good. What, stand up? Yeah. Just thinking about yes. it. I've been watching a lot of stand up on Netflix. And I'm funnier than some of these folks. I watched the most recent Mike Epps. I said, whew. Please. Mike Epps has never been funny. I- Not as stand up. There, his earlier stuff I was kind of with, but he he bordered on creepy, like old head creepy, mm-hmm. his last ones. So I was a little over that. Um, um, I would try some John Mulaney. John Mulaney's a funny dude. I only watch black comedians. Oh. So I tried to watch Kamal Bell, Private School Negro. Oh, dude, I love that dude. I had four people ask me if I was him. Really? Like, throughout, like, when I was on tour and stuff, they're like, wait, 
Are you that guy from CNN? Oh, Come on. Did you, Tall did black you? man no. with glasses. No. Did, did they catch the ring hand or the other ring hand? No, 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 no. no. I, I don't mind that. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't mind if people ask me if I'm somebody I look like. I'm okay with that. I'll let that you, slide. I'm moderately famous in, in you know, to, to some people. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's like, where have I seen your face? Are you the guy from CNN? I'm like, all right. Or Bill Maher. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one of these guys are you? All right, d- yo, dude. That's when you catch both ring hands. Listen, when I, when I was growing up, like when I was at Penn State, I was told I looked like every famous black dude there is. That's every one Penn of them. State. It was amazing. In like the span of a year, I was I was Shaquille O'Neal. Oh I God! How? Listen, I was Shaquille How? O'Neal. I, I was sway. Michael Jordan. I was Eddie Murphy. I even... was I, I was all of these dudes. I, I didn't have a whole lot of facial hair then, so I, yo, I was everybody. I was like, um, nope. You know who you look like? No, I don't. Get out! I'm not even gonna answer that. Get you out! Know who Bye. You look like? No, I don't. I Get look my... like Randy Green. Get out right. my face now. I look like my mama and a little bit like Mike Tomlin. A little bit. I don't even know. I'm mad you said Mike Tomlin is the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, a little bit like Mike Tomlin. I'm okay with that. I'm going to Google Mike Tomlin. <laughs> You're going to Google Mike Tomlin. Like, imagine <clears throat> me in shape. Oh, man. Like, with, with a... I mean, at worst, if people said you look like two chains, it'd be like, ah. That yeah, happened once. That. Randy yeah. almost punched his dude in his mouth. I yeah. He said it with the most pure light and love and joy and adoration in his voice. He's like, You look like two chains. Randy was like, I won't punch you in your mouth. I, I was like, Randy, stop. Yo, I, used to, I threw like three people out of the bar for that. When I worked at the bar. You don't look park, like Mike Tyler. Yeah, I was like, mad people were like, Yo, you look like two chains. Get out. But pull up two chains, Wait, though. Seriously? Did you just. Are you. I really have to. Yes. <laughs> Really? Yes. Get out of my bar or I'll have you dragged out. Speaking of being dragged, right now, as we speak, there is a giant ball of rock being dragged across our solar system. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, you will be able to see, yes, the 2018 Geminids, particularly folks who are on in the Northern Hemisphere and the East Coast of these United States of Black America. So, before we got here, I said it, Black America. Not Black America, Black America. Okay. All right. Uh, I popped the quiz on, pop that quiz, pop, pop the quiz, pop, pop it, pop it, pop. That's such a nerd thing to say. <laughs> that is like the, some trill behind Bill Nye. Yes. Pop it, quiz, pop, pop it, quiz, pop, pop. They're like, I don't want to learn. Yes. I want to learn. Hey. <laughs> give me all them facts. Hey, give me all them facts. So, pop quiz, tribbles. Um, what is the difference between a meteoroid, a meteor, and a meteorite? Uh, okay, so a meteor yes. is what you see in space. A meteoroid is if it hits the atmosphere, and if it hits the ground, it's a fish. It's a meteorite. That's kind of like the, the 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 real quick version. Len, did you do your homework? Yes. Do you agree with Randy? Yes. Isaiah. Yes. Do you agree with Randy? Yes. Okay. So you all. Uh, we're one thirds correct. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> a meteorite is indeed a meteor that survives its passage through the Earth's atmosphere, so much that a part of it actually strikes the ground. 
More than 90% of meteorites are uh, made of rock, while the remainder consists wholly or partly of iron and nickel. So for some reason, iron, nickel, and stone ground rock do really well against our atmospheric uh, friction. However, you had them backwards, which is common, and that's why I wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page about that for the other two. A meteor is a small body of matter from outer space that enters the Earth's atmosphere, becoming incandescent as a result of friction appearing as a streak of light. Uh, whereas a meteoroid is a small body moving in the solar system that would become a meteor if it entered the Earth's atmosphere. The best way to differentiate between the two, like a mnemonic device that I use, mm -hmm. is that asteroids and meteoroids both live in the same place. The major difference between the two of them being that meteoroids are very diminutive, all things considered. They're usually no larger than a kilometer in diameter, so they're very, very small. Um, but either way, these this thing right, exists as three different types of matter at any given point in its life cycle. I always thought that was really, really fascinating. Um, it was kind of like the Schrodinger's box of Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's meteor. Right? You're familiar with Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's cat, yes. right? Yes. Okay. So uh, for those of you who aren't, Schrodinger's cat is uh, a basically a, a way in, in quantum physics to establish that a thing can both exist and not exist at the same time, which is a really mind-blowing concept. But in that instance, Schrodinger, Dr. Schrodinger had this cat in the box, and he would present it to students, and he would say to them, there is a cat in this box, and, or, there is not a cat in this box. Everybody was like, well, which one is it? And he was like, it's both at the same time until you open it to confirm that. So uh, it's just in this perpetual state of existence until you verify it. Um, which is not a direct comparison as far as meteors and meteoroids and meteorites are concerned, but they can exist in any three given points over the course of their lifespan. So the reason why I brought this up tonight is because the Geminids are taking place, they are in uh, an annual meteor shower that passes by Earth at the same time, mid-December, every year. It's because an, uh, an asteroid, not to be confused with a comet, comets are usually balls of gas and, and ice and stuff, whereas uh, asteroids are just bigger meteoroids, they're rocky. Rocky away. Not quite enough to be a moon, so it can't get caught up in anybody else's... I mean, it doesn't orbit one thing, but it orbits the sun, just like the rest of the things in the solar system. It doesn't follow the same type of orbit as the rest of the planets do. It'll, it comes all the way close to the sun and goes as far out as Mars before the sun's gravity pulls it back in. And every year, it cuts a little bit closer, <laughs> a little bit closer, so it's classified as a potentially hazardous asteroid this asteroid has a whole name guys are you ready for this name dope Give, bring it object three two zero zero phaethon we can do better than whoa, that. whoa 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 the name of it is object <laughs> three two two zero what was it three two seven seven <laughs> Phaeton? 3200 Phaeton. 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 Phaeton being the Greek mythological character, the son of the, the son of the god Helios of okay. the sun. Yeah. Okay. Which was closer in proximity. Okay. So Phaeton? Phaeton. Phaeton. 
They came up with Phaethon only after Object 3200. Yes, and that's the simplified word for it. It's really like Asteroid 5.82 RQX or something like that. Who are these parents? <laughs> Someone come get them. Someone come get them. No, it's really just because um, of how it's discovered. You know, uh, when, when scientists uh, identify objects in the sky, they number them first. Okay, yeah. So that this way, in the, if, in the event they are to see it again or encounter different behavior, they can keep track of it easier. Um, I, don't, I don't need to know the actual myth. Asteroid, there we go. Um, in this case, the designation is 1983 TB because of when it was um, discovered. Yeah. Was it discovered? No, no way. No way. All these people sound pretty modern. Hold on. I'm going to look this up, guys. I feel so, I feel some kind of way. That it, you can't just give up all the rest of that stuff and be like, yeah, that's faith on. Um, like, dude. I've. Like the reason why also why they do that is because um, scientists across the globe don't speak the same language ah, okay, and won't yeah, 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 make yeah, references yeah, right, to right, Greek right. things okay. the way that okay. you know European centric. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Cluster Fs tend to do. So yeah, thirty-two hundred Phaethon. It's provisional designation nineteen eighty-three TB. It's an Apollo asteroid with an orbit that brings it closer to the sun than any other named asteroid in the system. But see, I feel like if you find it, you get the name, and I don't care where you're from. <laughs> so if you from, you know, if you say you, if you're in the Congo and you find something, you want to name it something, you put it out there to the world, like that's what this is called now. Deal with it. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Yeah. That's fair. Well, Simon F. Green and John K. Davies decided they wanted to name it Phaethon. Dope. Yeah. All right. Uh, it was discovered exactly. October 11th, 1983. <laughs> Um, and was formally announced on October 14th that followed that that very week. Why are you talking about my cousin Simon like that? Because he came up with Object 3200 Faithon. <laughs> nah, the other boy came up with the Object 3200 thing. The Faithon was definitely Simon. Simon was like, that's not my people. Oh, it's your Faithon, yeah, son. They're not even going to know where it comes from, son. They Faithon, don't even know son. I'm black, son. They just... Mythology, son. Yeah, you know I mean? I don't know if Simon Green was black, but it'd be I, cool. Probably. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Um, to, to, to do its most remarkable distinction is that it approaches name. <laughs> it's that it approaches the sun, as I say, closer than any other named asteroid. It's per helion, meaning its closest distance yeah. is twenty point nine kilometers or thirteen million miles. That is less than half of Mercury's. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Twenty point nine kilometers. Twenty point nine million kilometers. Okay, all right. Okay, I was my like, bad. Wait, that's hella close. How does it get that close and not burn up? Right, um, but that's what makes this this thing yeah, so yeah. remarkable is the fact that it's been getting closer and it's still maintaining enough mass and velocity to nice. not only leave but yeah. also to come back and then have enough left to leave. That's so dope. Um, so it's less than half of Mercury's per- per- perihelial distance. Uh, it crosses the orbits of Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars uh, as a result of its high orbital eccentricity. The surface temperature at the helium... Uh, oh, I didn't keep that note. Anyway, it's super hot. It was, I, I started to leave that note, but I, the Kelvin and the Celsius and the Fahrenheit, it just get hot, all right? Yeah, when right. it gets to the end, it gets super or when it, it gets super hot and comes, you know, comes back somehow. Uh, I thought that was really cool. So tonight... 
if you live near us, or really anywhere on the planet, depending on, on where you're at, you can pull up your Google search and it'll give you this cute little graphic. I don't know if anybody Googled anything today, but the Google Doodle is the, the Geminids. Nice. Um, super, super cool. They're called the Geminids because they seem to, the radiant is the Gemini uh, constellation. Mm -hmm. So the radiant being what appears to be the focal point. Um, not necessarily its origin point initially, but just from our perspective, that's what Where it, it looks, looks like. Where it looks like it's coming from. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're coming in from that direction, looping around the sun, and it's just enough that some of them are able to touch our atmosphere, and even more of them are able to penetrate the atmosphere and make contact with the planet. It's pretty, 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 pretty dope. Geminids that could be terrible. Because I just, I just, I just saw that, like Meteor this morning they were saying that the. Uh, they are the Geminids. They are the Geminids. What is that? Oh, that's from um, that's the theme song to the uh, old Disney cartoon Gummy Bears. Yeah, that's right. That was Gummy Bears. You know they made reference to Gummy Bears and Ducktales. I'm not even surprised because Gummy Bears was all that. I, if they pull up a and they preceded Ducktales, Tailspin, Gummy Bears, Darkwing <laughs> Duck mashup, like they're setting it up for. I'm gonna lose my mind. What what is Gummy Bears? Disney's Gummy Bears. Rudy Disney's Gummy Bears was an afternoon. No, it was a Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. It was a Saturday morning cartoon show back in the hmm, I guess mid eighties. Like, I remember it like yeah. 83, 84. Right, where Disney um, now newly into the Saturday morning um, its sphere had taken the candies, gummy bears, and created a cartoon based on it. Basically, they were these they were a uh, in these bears who lived probably like back in like it was like set in like, you know, quasi medieval times and they were the last of the great gummies and they uh, held on to and kept secret the recipe to gummy berry juice that would give them their bouncing power so they could just bounce all over the place. Yo, don't laugh. Yo, don't laugh. Yeah, it was all that. It was true. It was all that. Don't laugh. Then, so I'm not word. laughing like it's, like it's bad. Like I'm laughing like that's actually kind of ingenious. Yo, like, that's gummy kinda... berry juice is so lit. Like it showed up in an episode of season two of DuckTales reboot. Okay. I'm telling you. I was like, wait a minute. That? What you mean? That's awesome. Why are they bouncing? They got, get the, yeah. Yo, I'm so hype. Gummy bears was all that. Was that word? Was it was that word? All that in that word. You were like, when you heard about it, you were like, they gonna do a cartoon of gummy bears? Andy, what? But it was Disney, so you were like, I magic. Well, maybe yeah, they'll make it work. Sure. They, they, they made it work. Though. It was fun. It they was fun. It work. The reason why I said that could be a mess is because I was watching the news this morning. And they said the uh, the International Space Station was visible today as well, oh, like in, in in the in the Philadelphia area. And it's just kind of whacked that, like, oh, look, you can see the space station. Oh, God, is this guy hit by... Oh, that would be terrible. It's possible. Yeah. So as cool as the Geminids are because of how vibrant they are um, and how vibrant they continue to become, they are still, as I said, considered a potentially hazardous asteroid. I can dig it. Right. Um, which is lit. So enough, Bruce Willis is still alive. So. Bruce Willis is a MAGA hat wearer. Yeah, but he also saved the planet, so... Nah. 
we send him up so he can be cannon fodder for it. Anyway, um, the meteors from the shower are slow moving. It can be seen in December and usually peak around December 6th through 14th, with the date of highest intensity being the morning of December 14th. So when you're done listening to us, if you Maro. happen to get up or haven't slept yet, you know, by all means, um, the shower is thought to be intensifying every year. In recent showers, have been seen 120 to 160 meteors per hour under optimal conditions, generally around 2 to 3 a.m. local time. Hmm. So that's pretty lit. You're seeing almost 200 meteors per hour under the best conditions. So that's the stick somewhere. Yeah. But if you're yeah. in the city like us, <laughs> you can still see them yeah. because of, of how close they are. It won't be as vibrant, certainly, but it's cool that, that they'll still be visible. Uh, the Geminids were first observed in 1862, much more recently than other showers, such as the Perseids, which was in 36 AD, and the Leonids in 902 AD. So they're very recent, right? Which is, it, that shows another side of our system because, you know, things on an astronomical level generally take eons, right? Things don't, planets don't cool uh for for eon for hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years, um, it took this long since since uh you know eighteen sixty two for the Geminids to get close enough that we can clock it like this. Um, so usually, it it's really interesting that you when you think of it, it's almost like thinking of ancient history because right. you have to put it in that perspective. Um, but with stuff that's really close like this, you're like, wow. I mean, it's not only did it not even start happening until relatively recently but it is still happening and it's growing in intensity as well so it's something you can continuously look forward to year after year so i thought that was really 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 cool we don't get to see too many uh astronomical events in the cities so it's it's neat there's something's happening that that all of us can check out mm -hmm. uh so if you're up tonight go ahead and look look up look up look up so that brings me to my, my next point about other things to look forward to in 2019 in terms of astronomical uh, events. <coughs> Did you know that, I mean, I have a full list of stuff that's happening next year that really blew my mind in terms of, again, just natural astronomical events. It's pretty, Gimme. Pretty, pretty Read cool. it. So in January, I have one, two, three, four, four five, of a sorry. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Awesome. At least you know that. Yeah. How do you know that and not gummy bears? I have a unique past. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds shady. That's like your boy from Monsters University. He was like, yeah. I can't go I can't back to jail. <laughs> Brian Mills over here has a unique set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Cousin Muscles. What yeah. you about to say, Len? Nothing, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I figure if I give him an opportunity, yeah. then it won't be disruptive later on in class. Fair enough. No, he's waiting for the disruptive moment. I know. Yeah. He's like jumping in a rope. He's like, wait, <laughs> Just wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. You know what? Someone else go. <laughs> Inappropriate comment. <laughs> it's January 3rd and 4th are the Quadratids media shower. Quadrant Ids. So they're a meteor shower happening from a quadrant. I don't know. The root's weird. It's hard to pronounce. It's an above average shower with up to 40 meteors per hour at its peak. So not as impressive as the Geminids per right. se, but something still regular enough. Mm. Uh, it's thought to be produced by dust grains left behind by an extinct comet 
known as oh god this is going to set let off <laughs> say it dust grains left behind by an extinct comment comet comet known as 2003 EH1 e- what is it in the game like EA what which <laughs> was, which was discovered in 2003 that's just lazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just give it a number. It was Please. extinct. They just they just found out about it 15 years ago. So call it Triceratops because they extinct. <laughs> Bruh. Dinosaurs <laughs> got names. They're extinct. Fair. Come on, man. Fair. Fair point. Lazy. Fair. Yeah. Lazy science. Lazy science. Mm. Mm. Man mm. and technology. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shower runs annually from January 1st to 5th. It peaks, this, it peaks in 2019 on the night of January 3rd. Morning of the 4th. The moon will be a thin crescent and should not interfere with what could be a good show this year. Best viewing will be from a dark location after midnight. Meteors will radiate from the constellation Boots. Booties? Booties? I don't know. Mm. B-O-O-C-E-S. All about the booty. (laughs) If you imagine if there would be a constellation called Booty. Booty. It's Booties or Booties. Oh, Booties. Big Booties. B O O T E S. Oh, it's got to be Boutet. Boutet. French Boutet. <laughs> it can appear anywhere in the night sky. Hey, hey. <laughs> booty can be everywhere. Booty is everything. Hey, it's obviously lit. January 6th, <laughs> there will be a. See? <laughs> yes, yes. It writes itself. Yep, really mm. does. January 6th, there will be a partial solar eclipse. That's a partial funny. solar eclipse? Where? Partial eclipse of the sun. Hmm. Uh, partial you, solar get on, you get on me. You have broken into, like, it's been like a Broadway show here <laughs> since you. It's a musical. It's, come on. it's all good. Gotta keep it interesting. Spaceheads, the musical. Spaceheads, go! Oh, my God. Imagine. Yeah. Oh. They'll be like, what did I just look at? A talking <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> I'm educated, but also alarmed. <laughs> Uh, so partial solar eclipse occurs when the moon covers only a part of the sun, sometimes resembling a bite taken out of a cookie. So when is this? January 6th. Correct. Where, where can we see it? Yes. The partial eclipse will be visible in parts of Eastern Asia and the Northern Pacific Ocean. Road trip. It will best be seen from Northeastern Russia with 62% coverage. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a hike. I'm that was, glad, glad, glad we didn't put no money up towards that plane. Yeah, right. Light. Len was like, wait, skirt. <laughs> Hit the bus that you were one time. It's okay, though, because on January 21st, that same month, yeah. there will be a total lunar eclipse. Ooh. A total lunar eclipse occurs when the moon passes completely through the Earth's dark shadow or umbra. During this type of eclipse, the moon will gradually get darker and then take on a rusty or blood red color. The eclipse will be visible throughout most of North America, South America, the Eastern Pacific Ocean, Western Atlantic Ocean, extreme Western Europe, and extreme Ooh. Western Africa. Wait, where, when is this? January, January 21st. 21st. Oh, January 21st, so that's a Wednesday. So. What? Is it? I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, that's it's not. A Monday. No, it's a Monday. 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 So that's a Monday. So that's going to be a blood red moon on yeah, a Monday. Yeah, on a Monday. Yeah. There's going to be a lot Monday. of weird things going on. Oh, yeah. Monday, bloody Monday. <laughs> now, oh uh, next, next will be. Is there a next after a bloody Monday? <laughs> yes. April 22nd and 23rd will be the Lyriads meteor shower. So here's another meteor shower within the first quarter ish 
of 2019. The Yep, it's an average shower, usually producing about 20 meteors per hour at its peak. Still not impressed. The Geminids are happening tonight. You're talking about 120, 160. You're talking about some 20 meteors? Please. Blah, come on, son. Blah. Come on, bud. Pitchens. Next. Produced by dust particles left behind by a comet. <laughs> How many numbers? <laughs> C slash 1861 G1 Thatcher, which was discovered in 1861. Okay. Somebody's fired. <laughs> I mean, 1861, they couldn't go on now. So. 1861 is fired. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, 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 cool. That's fair. Um, if you're patient, you should still be able to catch a few of the brightest ones. Um, the waning gibbous moon will apparently block out a lot of the fader meteors. So, okay. not optimal viewing, but it's happening. Aww. Give us the big stuff. Give us the things that we can see here in America right from our homes that I can look up and like oh these these are the big things all right well I need I need a biggie like 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 we closer to another planet soon no that, that we don't want that to happen I mean I got one uh two three four five six seven meteor showers Right. Happening over the course. All right, so of 2019. That's a lot. So there's right. a lot. There's a lot of meteors, lot of meteors up shot. there and stuff. Start like making that. wishes. But still, none of them as interesting as the Geminids. I feel like that's that. That's of note. Well, there we go. So they they all. Um, there will be a total solar rankings. eclipse on July second. Wait a minute, that's important. All right. A solar eclipse occurs when the moon completely blocks the sun, revealing the sun's beautiful outer atmosphere known as the corona. Don't yeah, look, but but where, when's that going to be? So we we definitely not going to be able to see that one. No. Because we saw the, the yeah the last we saw one. last year's you're right that's mm -hmm. in southern hemisphere yeah are we There's sure this one is even on Earth I mean like <laughs> that's in Earth wow shade <laughs> shade literally because the eclipse hey July sixteenth um, nope not on this continent hmm. it's really the meteor showers that are popping off this year oh. and I've 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 um uh augmented this list okay mm -hmm. because due to cnsky.org they have the list of everything that's going on mm -hmm. they go through the rigmarole of making sure that you know when the new moons are happening when the full moons are happening when the blue moons are happening the when the harvest moon. moon so i i left out a lot of the stuff that happens one one way or the other right right um do, 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 do. Oh, they put that on calendars they do they, they still, still do that I don't know about all the moons, but they at least the, like full moon yeah, and the, some of the stuff. Like I, I had calendars where like at the at the top, it would show you like what the the moon would be doing. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean I'm sure they do it. You just gotta find the calendar. Mm -hmm. There is one cool thing that they said was rare. What? November 11th, there will be a rare transit of Mercury across the sun. Planet Mercury will move directly between the Earth and the Sun. Viewers with telescopes and approved solar filters will be able to observe the dark disk of the planet Mercury moving across the face of the Sun. See, that's this what I need to know. <laughs> All right. This is an extremely rare event that occurs once, only once every few years. The next transit of Mercury will not take place until 2039. See, now that's that's exactly. a good one. That's exactly. that's one. Yes, we set our calendars. When is that? November 11th. November 11th. Okay. There you go. Okay. You've got you've got over 10 months, ladies and gentlemen, to get your <laughs> your special Prepare. telescope and you want to make sure that you get the solar um, filter 
because you don't want to look through it without a solar no, filter. No, that'll hurt. If you do, you will turn into Cyclops. Right. So just look at it through the solar filter, and you can see Mercury as it just moves across the sun. Hello, sun. And it just moves across, and it just keeps on going along its way, on its way to the mall. <laughs> wow. What are you going to say, Isaiah? No, I was going to say, I mean, but like if if I transform into Cyclops, though, when I got laser. Would that be really I, bad? Yeah, right? Yeah, because he's the lamest X-Men ever. Okay, Not you say true. that, but would you have powers? No. Then just laser beam me to death, right? Like, yeah, but who, wants, who wants powers that you can't turn off? Yeah. Ruby Quartz, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. So, so you have to always keep your glasses on. You can't clean hey. them, Jones. If you get, like, hey. dust on them, you can't do nothing with them. Close your eyes real quick and just, just get to work. It's okay to put them back on. It's all right. Nah, man. They just but shades. you know what, though? Knowing, as, as much as I like to stain for Cyclops is, yeah. there, there is that really subtle threatening moment when whenever he put his head okay. down to take his glasses off. Be like, wait, 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 oh, 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 oh. listen, listen, listen. He's like, I'm about to full blast Scott, you right Scott, now. Scott, like, Scott, I'm Scott. tired of this. Scott, let me talk to you. Come here, Scott. Come here. Hey, 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 hey. Bring that in, bring that in. Hug it out, hug it out. Listen, hey, 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 hey. listen, listen. Did you listen, eat? Listen. You, you tired? You, you take a nap? I got, I got some chocolate covered pretzels in my bag, homie. Did you eat something? Put the shades back on. Like, oh, all right. Share them. Cyclops will never be the lamest X-Men because there was a there was a guy in the X-Men named Maggot. Ew. Oh, yeah. He was kind of gross. There was an X-Man named Marrow. Marrow wasn't cool. Was she was terrible. Cool. She was written poorly. Her uh, mutant power was kind of cool. Well, she had the bone spurs. Like really huge oh. bone spurs that she would pull out of her body and stab people with. Okay, that's, that's, that can actually that's be really cool. Terrible. That's awesome. Yeah. How is that any different from Wolverine? Because he could retract his. She had just random bone spurs all the time. Yeah, but hers were projectiles. No, she no. She had to pull them out of her like 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 if you're like you're saying yeah you're, and which she could then throw it that's actually but pretty you had cool. to pull your own bone out of your body and okay. I'm she making it right she probably regenerated hey, this is how God made me hey. <laughs> 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 just turn it to a trap video people get offended did you just pick a bone out of your face and throw it at me this is how God, God made me, me. Hey. she's like what all right bye. <laughs> Salty grits. So yeah, the rare transit of Mercury across the sun. The only place that this astronomical event is not visible, apparently, is Australia. Because it's Because they're criminals. (laughs) Was a prison. (laughs) Because of what? Because they're criminals. Nothing. (laughs) It is visible all throughout. Be quiet, Eric. (laughs) South America and Central America, parts of North America, Mexico, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. The best place to view this event in its entirety will be the eastern United States, Central America, and South America. So okay. we are in a good spot. That's we November good. 11th. See, go on good. our porch. Boom. All right. Uh, the Leonids happen that next week on mm-hmm. December 20th. Uh, and, and then, of course, mid-December will be the Geminids again. Let's okay. see if they get any brighter. Okay, okay. Um, December 26th is an annular solar eclipse. Now, real quick, when I was drafting these notes, I was like, okay, annual solar eclipse. Wait, annual solar eclipse? So I went back a couple of years to see if there was a solar eclipse that happened every year. I was like, that can't be right. So I looked at it again. It's annular solar eclipse. It occurs when the moon is too far away from the Earth to completely cover the sun. This results in a ring of light around the darkened moon. That's the real dramatic ones. Uh, like the thing from like, no, that was a solar eclipse. Never mind. I was going <laughs> to say from Heroes, but that's right. It... Kind of. Yeah? Okay. In fact, uh, the sun's corona is not... Oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> Scratch that. Yeah. Put a pin in it. 
Okay. The sun's corona is not visible during an annular eclipse. The path, because okay, that makes sense. If it's too far to completely cover it, no. then, okay, cool. I'm going to have to think about that. The path of the eclipse will begin in Saudi Arabia and move east through southern India, northern Sri Lanka, and parts of the Indian Ocean. Dad, we won't even get a chance to see it. Mm. Uh, in Indonesia, before ending in the Pacific Ocean, a partial eclipse will be visible through most of Asia and southern Australia. Okay, so they couldn't see the total solar eclipse. Yeah, give them some. But yeah. they get to see this one. Yeah, you, so that's, right. you get that. You get that. That's kind of cool. So these are the things that are happening. During these are the things in your neighborhood. <laughs> Astro neighborhood. Astro neighborhood. Hey, oh, these are the things. Astro neighborhood. If you go look up once a month through a solar filter, please. <laughs> <laughs> Frisk it all. What? Um. So yeah, just the fact there's so many like partial and total. Eclipses going on is really lit to me, and I didn't, I never uh, knew. Uh, uh, see what you did there. Hey. Oh, hey, 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 hey. bingo bongo, bang bang. Um, speaking of which, <laughs> Steven Universe comes back soon. <sighs> I need to catch up. Yeah, you do quickly because December seventeenth. <laughs> oh, oh, but then Voltron comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I got time. I'll make time. I'll make time for both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that the meteor showers were this frequent. I think, I think yeah. it's really neat that our our atmosphere is still interacting with its environment like that. The fact that we're still very vulnerable blue marble rolling around in space like that is is really helps put some things into perspective, I think. Yes. One I of the know. best things I, I ever saw on television was a cartoon called Thunder the Barbarian. And the the thing about Thundar Barbarian, the Barbarian was, in supposedly in 1987, a comet passed between the Earth and the Moon, causing technological upheaval. This is how they explain how like the, the world just went nuts. And like they showed like comet goes to the Earth and the Moon, the Moon splits in half, and then Earth just goes to to crap. And then there's then then there's like weird horses and and a whole race of beings called mocks. And that was it. That was it. Like comet, Earth, Moon destroyed. That was it. And wow, I, I feel like in the creation of a lot of this stuff, nobody really did any research. <laughs> they were like, "Well, eh, all right. Well, what if? What if a comet went between the Earth and the Moon? I don't know. What would happen? Uh, obviously, the Earth would be destroyed. Okay, all right, run with <laughs> it. Draw that up. Let it happen. Well, I can't imagine that would be completely wrong. True. Only because we haven't had anything come that close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the distance ain't but so great. So yeah, and it would have to be timed such that neither a celestial body, neither us nor our, our moon, gets even a scratch. Because just the slightest, like we can handle meteor showers because they're again like less than ten kilometers in yeah. diameter. Mm -hmm. That's you know anything larger. Then, uh, well, maybe not if it's less than. But they're usually very small by the time yeah. they, they reach the surface. By the time it reaches the surface, it's usually the size of, like, I don't know, a, a beach ball or something. They're very, very small. But if anything is ever big enough that by the time it even burns up in the atmosphere, it's still the size of an SUV. Yeah, it's a wrap. That impact. It's going to be a whole bunch of it. No matter where it hits. People be like, oh, well, what if it hits an ocean? Okay, cool. But how about them waves, though? Yeah. 
Yeah, it you know what I mean? Right. How about right. the ecosystems that that disrupts? If it hits a, a part of the like landmass, if it hits a continent somewhere, like yo, it's a wrap. The best case scenario, you would hope it hit like the Sahara, right? Yeah. Um, or those the, the tundra in in Russia where it's right. not very populated, something that isn't going to you know cause a lot of people to lose their lives or, or property or, or uphold you know up up uproot civilization as we know it. Um, but either way, if it lands in the Sahara, something that big with that much heat behind it, yeah. it's gonna be like it's gonna be glass. It's gonna be onyx everywhere. Like there is no way that anything that hits this planet is going to be good for us. Yeah. Or anything else that lives here that isn't a, um, what are they called? The terra? The terraforming? Little, no, the little space pig thingies that can exist in any type of environment. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Eric knows what it is. He brought it up last week. It blew yeah, my mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Len, what was that thing? The space pig thing. It's a little organism man, bear that, pig. that can. <laughs> a land bear pig? <laughs> man, bear pig. <laughs> it's not a man, bear pig. Um, it is. Uh, it's a tiny organism that can and can live in zero G's and freezing cold temperatures. And um, it's not a bug bear. No, it's not a bug bear. Uh, <laughs> and, and and like thermal vents in the ocean. Yeah, and, and, I, I know what you're talking oh, about. And I forget what they're called. It's like something. They're really scary looking. Like worlds. It's like the most hardiest organism ever. I don't even know what it's called. It's killing me, Smalls. It's killing me. Strong. The strongest organism ever. Isn't that the uh, black woman? Oh, yes. Yeah. Full stop. We don't even know what this other thing. Or as we know her by her her, her official name, B slash two eight seven. That's funny. Object. <laughs> That's funny. Boutes. <laughs> Yo, real rap. <laughs> real rap. <laughs> I can't I can't even I can't even That's awesome. strongest microorganism. I keep trying to look for the strongest organism, strongest microorganism, and it keeps giving me gonorrhea bacteria. <laughs> I'm really mad. <laughs> Water bear. <laughs> Yo, I hate Google so much. Here's why I hate Google. Look for that that line <laughs> on a previously on Black Privilege. Yeah, right. Yes, because sure, that's gold. I hate Google so much. Because it keeps giving me gonorrhea. <laughs> Before I explain myself, I just want to state for the record, Triple Nation. I do not have gonorrhea. I do not have gonorrhea. <laughs> I have never had gonorrhea. Blame it on Google. And I do not judge an individual who presently or has in the future or may in, in the past have had have has had gonorrhea. Now, I <laughs> typed strongest microorganism and in order Google transmitted bug is the strongest organism. Pound for pound, it's the strongest organism ever. This mighty beast is the gonorrhea bacterium, the strongest creature alive. These tiny creatures can full force equal to 100,000 times their body weight, as though a human could drag 10 million kilos. <laughs> Yo, that's too strong. Wow. People also ask which animal can survive in space, which is the one I was looking for, the microscopic tardigrade, also known as the water bear. AKA the, the gonorrhea bacteria. The gonorrhea bacteria. <laughs> gonorrhea. It you is get the gonorrhea strongest. in space? 
God. I, oh, my God. Space gonorrhea. Oh, my no. God. It's a wrap. The tardigrade is the only <laughs> animal that can survive the cold, irradiated vacuum of outer space. Oh. Um, and it's just it's just pretty, 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 pretty neat. They can survive in space, as they said. Um, they are the first animals known to be able to survive the combination of low pressure and intense radiation mm. found in space. That's so amazing. Um. So they're they're pretty pretty hardy tardigrades. I don't know why. Who 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 did this? Oh, did somebody at Google. Newscientist.com. Fight me. <laughs> You're listening to WPPMLP. Philadelphia. Conneria. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I don't read it too powerful. <laughs> Top of the hour, which means that it's time for this week in Geek History. This week in Geek History, I'm your host, Teresa Trelawney. This week in Geek History, Douglas Engelbert demos the mouse. Mouse, 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 mouse. December 9th, 1968, Douglas Engelbert and his team of researchers present a 90-minute public technology demonstration, including such innovations as hypertext, video conferencing, but most famously, the computer mouse. This is the first public demonstration of the mouse, witnessed by about a hundred, one thousand, about to say a hundred, a ten, about to say ten hundred, a thousand computer <laughs> professionals in attendance. That was December 9th, 1968. The mouse premieres. Also December 9th, 1987, Windows 2.0 was released. Microsoft releases 2.0. Uh, it's the most notable feature of Windows 2.0 was that the application windows could overlap over each other. Millennials were like, okay. <laughs> and? Unlike Windows 1.0. So the, just in that one upgrade, termini the terminology of minimize and maximize was also introduced into Windows 2.0. It was a relatively obscure operating system as the popularity of Windows did not really take off until version 3 in the 1990s. Surprisingly, Windows 95 my, was that work, though. Yeah, how about it? Uh, surprisingly, uh, or interestingly, Microsoft officially supported Windows 2.0 until December 31st, 2001, a span of 14 years. Holy cats. Uh, sorry, I don't know who that was. December 10th, <laughs> 1993, ID Software releases Doom. Yeah. Video game developers ID Software releases Doom on December 10th, 1993. It's considered one of the most influential titles in video game history, popularizing the first-person shooter genre with its deathmatch multiplayer mode. Its use of graphic violence and satanic imagery also made the game controversial, which of course only served to increase Doom's popularity, and also spawned a movie featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Carl Urban. Uh, December 11, 2008, Google releases Chrome. Wow, Chrome is 10 years, years old. old. Yep. Releases uh, first stable public version of their web browser, Chrome. 
now considered the third most popular web. Who's using anything else but Chrome? What? Are people still using Internet Explorer? Get out for that. People might be using Safari? All right, that's, that's Firefox. Oh, Firefox. <laughs> oh, my God, Firefox. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I don't want it. Really? Wait, wait guys. Yeah, so what are the other? So this, this is... Chrome is third? How? I mean, maybe maybe, maybe Safari. Explore. Maybe Safari. But, I don't know. But really, explore it. And to bring it back, December 13th, 1962, Relay 1 was launched. NASA launches the active repeater communication satellite Relay 1 from Cape Canaveral. One of the earliest communication satellites to be launched, Relay 1's mission was primarily experimental, but nonetheless was used for some notable events. On November 22nd, 1963, almost a year later, Relay 1 was the first satellite to broadcast television from the United States to Japan, which happened to be the announcement of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Wow. Dope. Suck the wind out of that. I was just about to get hype about a transplanetary thing. and <laughs> Bang, bang. <laughs> Too soon? It was on news in August of 1964 to broadcast the 1964 Summer Olympics from Japan to Europe and to the United States, relaying the signal with another satellite, Syncom 3. It was the first time two satellites were used in tandem for a television broadcast. Relay was used until February 10th, 1965, when a problem with its power system caused the satellite to become non-functional. R.I.P. Relay 1. And that was this week in Geek History. Something else happened this week in Geek History. Oh? Yes. On, I believe it was, let me, I, I want to get this straight. Okay. I don't understand. Well, I believe that this jumped off on, yes, uh, looks like around December 9th, I believe. Yeah. December 9th, uh-huh. 2018. Uh, okay. What happened? What did I miss? You, you did miss this one, but it's not too late because Rob Garrett and N. Stephen Harris, <gasps> they launched That's right. their Kickstarter, the Kickstarter, a change of perspective, a special edition as they continue the adventures of their award-winning comic book series. Ajalalo! Ajalalo! <gasps> <laughs> That's what's up. Yes. Hey. Yes. They, they kicked it off uh, just a, a couple of uh, days ago. Uh, their ongoing comic book series with writer Robert Garrett and the art by N. Stephen Harris. They had the colors is do- done by uh, Walt Minsonza um, Bar- Barna. And I may be mispronouncing that, Walt. So I apologize. I apologize. Don't come in and beat me up, dog. Um, did you read Ajala, the original Virgin Kennedy? A while ago. Yeah, it's, it's really dope. It was uh, it, it introduces a the CSC, a covert group that has been acting as Harlem's protectors since the 1920s. Ajala learns that her family has a history with the CSC, with her great-grandfather and father being one of the group's founders and her mother's past when she was once a junior agent. She is then plunged into the CSC as an agent in training that is sent out to ensure community safety. Through her lessons as a junior agent and her everyday life as a normal school student, Ajala will be leading a new life of adventure, discovery, and helping to protect her community from ruin. They just kicked off the Kickstarter. 
Um, they are well and on their way, but they definitely, you know, hey, it's a Kickstarter. So anything goes, they just kicked it off. Uh, you can go. We, we posted the link up on Facebook and Twitter so people can find out all the information about it. We're going to have and Stephen Harris and Rob on. Uh, I believe they're going to be talking um, to coming on a gutter talk next week to like Sweet. hype it up a little bit. Booyah. So um, we're going to mad love to mad love to them and and much success and nice to see that this is going on. So we want to show our love and and, and support. Yeah, that's dope. They're coming to Philly. We're not coming to Philly. We're going to get them up, up on the phone. Oh, I'd yeah. be like, "Yo, where you supposed to party at?" Because you know Steve is a dance nymph, so he he's more than in. a dance nymph. That boy gets it in. <laughs> Yo, what I didn't know, this is a little a little secret. And yes, yes, Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up give out just a little a little bit of your you know your secret origins, Whoa, bro. Did, did you guys feel that tremor? I think the table's about to shake. Right? I want to hold your tea. Did you know, Kennedy, that while yes, Stephen is, is is a fantastic dancer and artist and artist that he does that to hide the radical within him because in his past and Stephen Harris would put the Black Panthers and move to shame really 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 I sat down with with this guy uh, it was me and Vince we sat down for the Michelle mission with him and uh, Joe Illich, and I'm telling you, the stories and Stephen Harris was telling us before we hit record would curl your hair. Uh, that's impressive. My hair is pretty coily. Let me just tell you this. This is one one thing. Did you know? Wait, if you say this on the radio, is that going to like indict him or something? No, because the statute of limitations. Has, has wow. <laughs> okay, let's go. Did you know that N. Stephen Harris knows how to cre- create? A machine gun, no, a shotgun, a shotgun. He can create a shotgun from newspaper. Bye. I lie to you now. Bye. I lie to you. Listen, not. I was born at night. All right, not last night. I'm telling you, he knows how to do it. He showed us the recipe, the whole nine. Yes, a shotgun out of newspaper. And Stephen Harris cannot snap his fingers. Because he was making shotguns from newspaper. Yes. What? Yes. That that may be me taking two facts and putting them together to, to come up with that. But I'm but telling you. Are, but they're both facts. They're both facts. Okay. They are both true. Perhaps not simultaneously, but in tandem. Actually, I think you got it wrong. I think it's because he can make a shotgun out of the newspaper, he doesn't know how to stab his He was busy doing that. Yeah, and just never learned. Yeah. That makes sense. And now he draws to maintain his chi. I'm scared. I'm alarmed now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you, People don't know that Ajala is really the true story of Stephen Harris. And I was just (laughs) hype about the fact that Ajala had two little, I called them Billy Clubs. He he had a proper name for him. I was like, oh, that's that's poetic license. I see what you do in there, giving a black woman Billy Cubs. I see you. And he was like, that's not, but okay. Wow, a shotgun out of newspaper. I'm terrified. I don't like that. Stay tuned for my new album, Newspaper Shotguns. Newspaper Shotguns. Nice. Nice. All right. This is like, this is treadmill. Like, 
hype yourself up to go into yeah. a store that you don't want to go to. Gonna get these cans. Gonna get these cans of greens and peas and other things for my meal tonight. Hey, shepherd's pie. What? Potatoes. What? What? Don't forget the onions and the bouillon cubes. Don't need to rhyme because it's a recipe, son. Don't need to rhyme because it's going in my belly, son. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. My grandmother always had bullion cubes in her spice rack, and I never understood what they were for. I just recently bought, like, it was like a two-for-one special. I got beef bullion cubes and the chicken ones. Yo, easy soups. Yeah. You make everything so much cooler. If you're making rice, throw a chicken bullion cube in there. Ooh. Yeah, but have you ever taken a bullion cube and just eaten the <laughs> bullion cube? Be- no, Leonard. Because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not, that's not... <laughs> That's not what that's that's not, that's what, not what that's for. They that's even not what they're there them. for. So you don't confuse them with sugar cubes. Never mind the fact they don't look nothing like sugar cubes. Even if it was a brown sugar cube, they still wrapped. It, but it looked that's it looked amazing. like it looked like candy. Listen, it's small and it's wrapped. Therefore, it's candy. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. You, you're not oh the only God. one. You're not the only one. Thank you. Thank wow. you. You did too? Wow. That's what yes. y'all get. <laughs> That's what y'all get. I mean, I didn't want to say nothing. I had a flashback of my head. You were like, oh, you. I was like, mm, that was let that me meme. not bring that up. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, you that was look, wild. You look fake. The, the, the Kirk meme where he was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love the fact that the Star Trek animated series is a meme that is just used very liberally in black internet culture. Oh my god. Nothing else to use it for, so. Right. Wow, shade. Hurtful. So. So we're going to get into the topic of, of tonight, what the topic is supposed to be. Booyah I did homework. in space. Did you? He what did. did you do homework on, Len? We were supposed to be talking about can the blue wave save NASA? Yes. Is that the answer? Let us pray. <laughs> Please? Because <laughs> we can go home early. <laughs> Good night, everybody! <laughs> Just come on the air. Yes, it can. Peace! <laughs> 215 out. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so the topic is, in fact, if the blue wave being the new uh, trend of, de- of Democratic representatives in the House and Congress that have just been recently elected. Bravo, America, by the way, for that. Well done. Um, almost as cool as, you know, not letting your racist cousins vote for Trump. But whatever. It's all good. Um, yeah, so can that movement save what NASA is at its core, which is an organization to explore and to learn about our surroundings, right? As much as we can do it. Uh, to do it and we're doing really well so far especially considering the fact that we haven't launched anything from American soil since you know early 2000s I think was the last shuttle mission Um, we're still in space working co-working with members of other countries and ethnic groups doing the same good scientific work and now all of a sudden with your boy 45 uh, being somehow elected into office one of his first moves was just to divert a considerable amount of funding to NASA, specifically the weather surveillance satellites. Exactly. Which seems pretty cool, considering that, you know, it's very flat Earth-ish otherwise. 
um, which I at first was conflicted about deeply. So I was like, oh no, let me find out. This this mook is going to revolutionize NASA and puts us on another place. Like, oh god, I gotta owe that to him, you know. Mm. Um, but shortly thereafter, we hear, you know, reminiscings and, and tithers in the wind of something called Space Force, <laughs> <laughs> which everybody laughs at. But I'm terrified that your boy 45 is low-key diverting funds from NASA to Space Force. I just think of evil Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't all Power Rangers evil? No. No. Uh, You know, I want to be be upset (laughs) about it, right? But I think think if, you know, the, the funding is created to... Create a, a an organization capable of traveling through space to some degree. I don't think we'll get there while he's still president. So the 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 only thing you can hope is that all right, the money's there. Let's get it started, and then he gets elected out, and somebody with a brain cell becomes president. And or like, two. All right. Well, maybe. Okay. I, I see this idea. I see, all right, maybe we don't need to try and build, like, wave motion guns. Right. But if we want to build wave motion engines to try and... Re- let's let's do that first. Because I, I, I do, I do kind of get the idea that, you know, when he was talking about it as, a, as, an, as another branch of the armed services, like, well, That's- what are you trying to... What are you... Like, the Navy is, is defending our... our our, our waters, right. right? The Air Force is defending our skies, right? What are we claiming? The Army is everywhere are, else but are, here. Are we claiming sections of space? Evidently. And, and if we are, are we claiming sections of space from other countries? Because that's insane because we're all in the same space. This is a very logical line so of question. So maybe you know something that we don't. Right. And if you do... I think we need to know about it. Okay. Like, if, if you feel like we need a space force, I want to know why we need a space force. Well, you know, he doesn't know anything that we don't know because any of that knowledge would be on a piece of paper, and we know he doesn't read. True, oh, no. very true. So he yeah, doesn't right. know. And meanwhile, while he is coming up with this BS called space force and making wanting to make NASA part of the the military and all this other uh, uh, stupid stuff, Hoo-ha. what he's doing is basically dismantling all of the other explorative things that they're doing. Um, especially, like Kennedy said, in regards to uh, mapping the weather and, 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 and climate change here, because we all know how he feels about that, you know. Um, and while he, while he is doing it, he is once again, you know, basically taking NASA and when they think they when they think they're headed one way just turning them a whole nother way and unfortunately and and while he has turned them really left he is only to a degree continuing the left turn that has happened under the um under the The last several administrations several administrations so that's the unfortunate thing. The, about the it. only hope is that is, is that all right. So the like the space shuttle program is is essentially shut down, right? Yes. 
So the hope is that, all right, well, the first thing we need to do is figure out how we want to get into space relatively rapidly and uh, cost efficiently. And cost efficiently. So the hope is that, all right, let that's the first thing. How do What do we do to replace the space shuttle program? And then once that's, like, in in the works and in, in on the move, he gets voted out. But they're like, hey, look, look at all this cool stuff we're doing. And the hope is that somebody, whoever's next, is like, all right, cool, let's keep this up. But maybe we're not going to – let's – how about – we take the, the 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 missiles off of this thing, right? And you know, just make it go faster or make it safer or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. That's my hope. So I I'm not completely against the idea of if we're going to try and get into space more, and and you know, as long as this stuff usually takes, I don't see him being in charge of it. Bef- even if it like even if it starts before he's voted out, I don't see him being in charge of it very long. Well, so I'm like, all right, uh, okay, you want to give them some money? Let's give them some money and have them get it started. I can't see anybody at NASA really like, oh yeah, we're gonna. We, this is exactly what we want to do. I, I don't, I don't. I, well, he already put somebody in as the head of NASA that has no type of science background. Yeah, but that guy would be gone in ten minutes. No, you don't. You, you can't say that, man. You, you you can't say that because the the truth of the matter, like we said, some of this stuff has. Some of this left turn has happened under the past administrations. So who's to say that the next administration, you know, 45 has messed up a whole lot of stuff. So the, the next the, the next man or woman up is going to have a whole lot of other stuff to fix and set straight and may not, you know, quickly turn their gaze onto NASA. Right. It's not a, as large a priority as it ought to be. Well, the United States Space Force or the USSF is a proposed branch of the United States Armed Forces, which is intended to have control over military operations in outer space. From who? What military operations in outer space, though? The rationale. (laughs) According to a report prepared by the Center for Strategic and International Studies, they identified three major organizational issues with space identified by a number of studies and congressional commissions that would be addressed by a space force. Which is like, okay, that's a lot of talking around what you're doing. And at the end of the day, they proposed going to take certain operations from certain branches and combine their resources and efforts towards the space force. So now now you want to Break up this this incredibly expensive military that we have here for something that may or may not be an actual threat. Okay. Cool, cool. Tight, 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 tight. So, I hadn't heard much about yeah, stink face. I say exactly. If y'all knew, if y'all saw the stink <laughs> face, I say it got right now for this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So as recently as October 23rd, Mike Prince, this comic book villain, (laughs) (laughs) he is, Um, he made a statement. I can't even look at it. I'm going to close this window because his face gets on my nerve. He would make a great Elijah for us, though. For Planetary. Any (laughs) given comic book villain. Any given. Well, Elijah Frost 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 is a a hero, but he he looks exactly like Mike Pence. No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I'm not going to do that to Elijah. Put Mike Mike Pence in a white suit. Uh, No. He would would burn. The suit would go up in flames. 
At the meeting on, uh, on October 23rd, the national with the Ma- with the National Space Council, Vice Mike Spence began laying out more of the milestones needed to establish what would be the nation's first new armed service since 1947. Some of those steps include establishing a chain of command structure that would govern day-to-day operations and ensure integrations with other branches, drawing up rules of engagement that detail the circumstances for enemy combat not only in Earth's orbit, where the U.S. military and commercial satellites circle the globe, but also on the moon, where NASA is planning a return by the end of the 2020s. Only because of Trump. Moon combat. Working, and additionally, finally, working with lawmakers who have ultimate say on the design and funding of a space force. Past defense authorization bills have not included the go-ahead from Congress to create a new branch. So the challenge will be to convince Capitol Hill such a step is needed for the nation's security. Pence said, and I quote, The time has come to write the next chapter in the history of the armed forces of the United States. To turn the page to an evolution of our armed forces to meet the challenges and opportunities on that limitless frontier. Now, this is what, what the, you, the, here's what this says to me. Okay, then I'll tell you what it says to me. This says to me that Dick Cheney's people <laughs> oh found some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody that was working for him in the DOD and all that kind of stuff, they know something mm-hmm. that they didn't they didn't tell Barack and Joe. But they told Mike Pence, they didn't tell Trump because he's dumb, but they told Mike Pence. And they're like, all right, look, here's the thing. The the Gabulians from planet C714X, they coming, bruh. And so I got their text. Space Force. So before you I'm going to put this in your brain. Space Force, put that together because we're going to need that. Should I tell the president? No, don't tell him nothing. Space Force, make it happen. So before, because I'm interested to hear what, what you think it means, Len. You're not completely wrong, Randy. In 2001, um, Donald Rumsfeld mm-hmm. chaired a commission composed of a number of space, military, and intelligence professionals to Listen. analyze and recommend how the United States organized its national security space assets. Listen, Rummy two, and, and, and Cheney, them two balls. In 2001, of course, that was your boy W, who certainly was not getting he wasn't that memo. Getting none of that done. That was Rumsfeld and Cheney. They was working that whole thing out. Yep. So, Len. Yeah. What do you think? I basically, this is what I think. I actually had a conversation um, today about this loosely among, Uh uh, uh, yeah, with with a gentleman. Surprisingly, his name was Len. Uh, Hey. (laughs) um, But no. But no, his name is Leonard because he hasn't earned Len. Um, Yo, it keeps getting dark. There could only be one. <laughs> we um, but we were having a conversation, and and according to him, and he he's definitely a, a, a guy that you know, it's a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Okay. So according to him, you know, the the outline or the idea of like a quote unquote space force has pretty much like you said been in been in the works for a long time, right? However. For whatever reason, because this is what I postulated from this, is that for whatever reason, the people who have to sign their name on a dotted line to make this go 
have had one reason or another to not sign it, whether or not, you know, they didn't feel like this was really well thought out or they felt like, you know, this is really stupid and I've got other things to do, right. or whatever. It, it just didn't get signed off on. Along comes 45, who we know doesn't care anything about the country, really. He only cares about, you know, what he can get into his and his family's pocket. That is it. You know what I mean? That is all. So when this piece of paper comes across for him and he sees Space Force, well, this is like, oh, I love that show. This is a 70 year old man. You know what he's seeing in his head? He's seeing, oh man, I used to go to the movies and sit down and watch the adventures of Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon and 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 all of that and and and, and shoot I, 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 I want to see a space force where I sign and he got his big fat sharpie that you know he likes to sh- sign his mountain of a name on you know anything I can sign oh yes 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 make it happen I want I want to see it I want to be the first one there in in space yes because we can put a, a Trump hotel on the moon and that's all he saw, and that's all he cared about, and to make it so. Because never in my life that I've been even aware of politics have I ever met a politician who absolutely has no plan for anything. All he is is a big, bloated, orange bag of wind. That's all he is. So it and and with a pen. So he could put his name on on it. Go. Make it go. That's what all this crap is about, man. The 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 crazy thing is though, for every one of the, the, the nutty people that he puts in power someplace that really don't do their jobs and have basically had to leave like people from his cabinet and stuff like that, every once in a while he puts somebody in their place that kind of knows what they're doing you know they may be still doing his bidding like jeff sessions jeff sessions he was a you know he wasn't all that cool but he knew how to get the job done he just was doing you know trump's work terrible things yeah the guy that he put in in place at nasa and i want to get the the gentleman's name real quick well before you get into that i just want to say that this didn't I mean, 2017, there was another Space Corps proposal, and it was bipartisan, proposed by Republican Representative Mike Rogers, the Democratic Representative Jim Cooper. So I was like, oh, man. So I looked at Mike Rogers, and he's what you'd expect. Uh, he's the U.S. representative for Alabama's 3rd Congressional District. Okay, fine. So I'm like, who is Jim Cooper? What is he doing? What is it? And I'm looking at Jim Cooper, and he has the white man face. The man, like, the, not even, like... Like, if you watch any, like, black-centric thing and they illustrate, like, your stereotypical white person, like, it is that dude in his 60s. James Hayes Schofner Cooper is a U.S. representative for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. I need to get the South. I need y'all to get your, your, your ish together here. I need, I need all y'all to collectively have a self-evaluation and, and assess what needs to happen so that you can get on board with the rest of us. Because right now, what you're giving me is BS. I'm about sick to death of Tennessee right now anyhow. Hashtag free Centoya Brown. But that being beside the point, like how are you going to sit here as a Democrat, calling yourself a Democrat and what that means politically in this country, and propose something as ludicrous and absurd 
as the face as a space corpse to such a ludicrous and absurd president as that one like what 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 do we need to do i'm i'm at a point now where i'm like because clearly there's an issue and it needs to be addressed because yes we are doing phenomenal things in space the science is really blossoming into a whole wealth of information that is constantly, constantly evolving. And there's a whole new generation of people that are interested and active in this field and just all the possibilities. Why then would you instantly try to tarnish it with something like a military installation and then haphazardly put it together? Like you're now you're taking joint chiefs of staffs from, from things they have to do to build this erroneous operation. Well, fortunately, you know, the one thing this administration, among many things, does not have a handle on is creating any type of functioning process for anything that they want to get done. Yeah. So while they may, you know, bloviate about what they want to do, and they may even have people in either the Senate or Congress that might kind of like back their play, at the end of the day, they have no conception on how to get these things truly started and 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 activated. And the gentleman that he... Um, Trump put in head of NASA is Jim uh, Brennenstein. And while he was someone who definitely, like I said, doesn't have any type of science background um, and went in there kind of skeptical about, you know, the whole, you know, climate change and, and everything like that. He is someone also who has recently uh, said, speaking before Congress, said that the National Climate Assessment, that includes NASA, and it includes the Department of Energy, have clearly stated that it is extremely likely that um, that human activity is the dominant cause of global warming, and I have no reason to doubt the science that comes from that. Now, there's been a move made, you know, while, okay, he's definitely sound like he's a man that's changed his tune, and this is after he took... Uh, the lead, um, took uh, his place at NASA, you know, now starting, you know, getting all the documentations and reading the studies and everything like that. So now there's a move to like, okay, it sounds like you're coming around. Let's see you, your your actions backed it up. Now, now, admittedly, this is like his first year in in, in NASA. So, you know, he's, he's getting his feet wet and it's nice to see that it's, he's getting acclimated and then actually, mm, all right, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Um, he wasn't in, still, in, in, in place in time to stop some of the things that Trump did, uh, like dismantling, I think, like the CMS project, which was like uh, mapping uh, the climate change. But hopefully he'll be in in place and, knowledge, and, and uh, gaining in knowledge enough to kind of like, if not put the brakes on some of the other things that he wants to do, that Trump and the administration wants to do, maybe at least kind of like okay well let's create the process for this you know like kind of like slow it down you know you know what we're going you know what that's great uh, uh, that's great sir you know first thing we want to do let's come up with a really cool logo let's come up with like spend a year because um, you've only got two more years in office. Let's spend a year. We'll come up with a real cool logo for it. Yeah, First right. of all, we yes. got to come up with a name because Space Force is already copyrighted, sir. I'm sorry. Marvel Here. already has that. We're going to get you some new Sharpies. 
there you go. You know, because you'll want to you'll want to be signing stuff in space, sir. So we got to find sharpies hey. that will write in space. Hey, hey, we'll make new colors for you and everything, so you can see a it. Trump gold. There you go. No, he likes good. gold. Right. So here's teeth. what alarms me, or at least puts me at unease, because there are supporters of this space force that you wouldn't think would be supporting this. Former Air Force Colonel and astronaut Buzz Aldrin. Uh, we've got, of course, Elon Musk, because he just has to be involved with everything. Mm. A handful of other astronauts, Jack Luzma, David Wolf, Clayton Anderson, Terry Virts. But the most frightening for me, and maybe perhaps the most ne- necessary out of that group of people, is astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, a.k.a. Multiverse Triple. Really? Yes. Oh. NDT has stated that a space force, in addition to warfighting responsibilities, should have the roles of space debris cleanup and asteroid defense. How about in lieu of warfighting responsibilities, should have the role of space debris removal and asteroid defense? Because I'm a little alarmed that we're instantly like, oh, we, we could do things in space now? Let's put guns up there. Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and that's, whoa. that's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like the idea of getting there might start with this with this thing. But I don't I don't think that I don't think that, that there will be enough Trumpianism left in it by the time it by the time it happens, and so its its thing will be asteroid defense and and lunar cleanup. That like that's that's how it works in my head because I honestly don't see the enough enough space educated people that have to do all of the space educated people things wanting to wanting to go that route. I don't have a problem with Buzz Aldrin supporting this idea because Buzz Aldrin knows space. It's true, and if Buzz Aldrin if if Buzz Aldrin tells me something about space, I'm going to believe him because he might punch me in the face. But I say, you just don't want to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all. I might get stole. But, you know, I, I, so I, I, I... Sitting there in the corner shivering like a... <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Aldrin, sir. Please. I'm sorry, sir. Please don't hurt me, please. Don't hurt me. Don't hit please. me again. Yeah, I, I actually, to your point there, Randy, I, one, don't have a problem with Buzz Aldrin, mostly because... I could see it based on his background. He was a military guy, yeah, too. Like, you know what I mean? So I could, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah sure. You know, rah, rah, you know. If, if that guy wants to tell me something about space and what we, what he think, what he thinks we should be doing in space, mm-hmm. I'm going to give that way more credence than just anybody about else. anybody else on the planet. And, and, and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, I could see, you know, him... I can see him, especially, you know, knowing what's out there and knowing like, you know, you know, it's cool to be seeing all of these media showers and everything like that. But there are inherent dangers in these things that are flying in space. You know what I mean? So him seeing him seeing that, you know, all right. Yeah. So we started a, a space force. Whatever, whatever you want to say, sir. Yes, we're going to put people on the moon. Sure. Well, you're going to have to justify their pay. So while they're up there, you know, let's get them doing some stuff. Get some really taking care of what needs to be done. Because truth be told, if you start it now, you probably need to start it now to so that they are in a position to actually do the things that we need. Because 
how many times have we read things about like you know there's an asteroid that may possibly hit the earth in 3020 you know what i mean or or whatever something like that well right. we need to be starting now yeah. so that when that comes we've we got space force force to, force to take on you know uh, object 4987 <laughs> punk behind too close behind comet man you know. out of here man some space organism called black woman coming down here to blow us blow us all up hey you said it like every bad thing no oh, i love black women they can blow all over me wow he said that um <laughs> i okay so basically congress wanted to uh was going to receive the the testimony or pitching or whatever for space force in 2018 twice once in august and then again this month well in august it was uh rejected um <laughs> next <laughs> uh, uh your honors we're here for space force next, next. next. yeah yeah so pence in, unveiled the plans in august uh hopefully plan to have a uh, station on the moon in 2020 <laughs> what yes no no they plan to be no. on the moon by 2020 Bro, it takes longer than that to make an MCU movie. True. Yeah. You can't, no. Stop trying to privatize the moon. Get over it. Golly. See, that that's what I'm saying. He, he's saying that because he already knows something. They, he already got it. it they it got built. half of it, it built. Was, <laughs> it was a 15-page proposal. They got so, half of it built. I'm telling you, Dick Cheney took some of that black water money out of Iraq and was like, yo, we're going to the moon next, son. Watch. Watch me, Duke. Watch me. That thing is already built. It's going to go up like a Walmart real quick. <laughs> real quick. Better not. So the Pentagon, fortunately, and the Department of Defense is, is widely not okay with it. They're just like, bruh, we spread too thin right now. Like, real real talk. Real talk. We, we spread too thin right now. Like, dude, we, we ain't even got enough bullets. Like, <laughs> we're, you, we're reusing our own bullets. We could... <laughs> Lorene's in the back <laughs> stamping bullets. <laughs> She's okay because we keep feeding her beef jerky. <laughs> you know, Lorene ain't got no teeth. So, <laughs> one piece of one piece. Because Lorene is a 93 year old white woman from the South. She considers herself a daughter of the Revolution. So, daughter of the Confederacy, excuse me, descended from the daughters of the Revolution. So, she considers it her God given civil duty. To pack bullets for these United States. Lorene. 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 Oh, God. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not worried about it, and I'm worried about it at the same time. Like, I, I get whatever winds up happening, I guarantee you Dick Cheney's involved. Mm. And, um, I, my hope is that if it's the kind of thing that is going to continue by the time it actually has some legs there'll be some brains involved in it one would hope and again this is what we're hoping for in terms of the new wave of people that were just elected in the midterms this year hopefully some of these women some of these lgbtq members some of these uh, uh indigenous folk uh will have an opportunity to have their add their voices to this very, very necessary conversation yeah. and we'll be able to change the direction. Maybe we get, if, if our previous administrations have been steering it left, maybe this will be a chance to, to steer it right. Right the ship. 
I, I'm I'm <sighs> makes me nervous. I'm not. I would be more nervous about it if the if the noose wasn't tightening around the administration that we have now, Jeez, and the, and the noose is is <laughs> it's tight. So that's true. But what worries me is not so much whether or not this administration would be able to do any of these things or do anything dastardly with it if they get it off the ground, no pun intended, in, within this term. What worries me is how the public is receiving this information, right? Mm -hmm. Most folks aren't thinking about astronomical stuff in space exploration anyway. Right. This is the first major like, government-wide thing that wasn't a technology thing, that wasn't a... a, a you know, satellite thing. Like, this is the first major step or major mention of space at all, ever. You know what I mean? And for the context of it to be within the confines of a military uh, industrial mm -hmm. complex mm -hmm. um, and for it to be coming from this ape, like, I, people are just go, like, oh, come on, man. And I, I just, I'm scared that just we just got people interested, you know? And now this dude's making a mockery of literally everything that we hold dear as a nation. And I'm just concerned that there will be some young little black boy, young little black girl living in Chicago that's like, man, space forces for chumps. And I'm just be like, no, you were the chosen one. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and that, that scares me more than anything else. Yeah, he's made our, he's made, I mean, just in general, you know, the discourse, our, our country's uh, discourse on, on many subjects that much harder. Um, and we've almost got to like, like relearn how to talk to one another. Uh, and, and that is, that is truth. That is truth. And, you know, and, and to be honest, you know, it may, it may take a minute, but that's, but that's why you, you can't stop. You know what I mean? And that's why you've got to just keep on trying. Every day is a new day. Yo. I just there are three songs I could have broken into with that one sentence. Yeah, right. Go ahead. Um when you when you mentioned Australia earlier. <laughs> uh What did you say? I said they're all criminals. Did Shit. have you heard the uh And I shouldn't say that because we have a, a lot of fans in Australia. I'm about so to say. I yes, so we do. I um <coughs> I, I deeply apologize. Have I hope they all reacted like, hey, you're right. <laughs> kind of like how whenever someone talks trash about Philly, we're like, hey, you're right. No. Hey, 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 guard, change the station. Oh, no. <laughs> That's wrong. Be quiet, Eric. Have you ever heard the flat earther theory about Australia? No. What? Okay. You know how much fun I have with flat earth. Here we go. Flat earthers. Flat earthers? They think, uh, and I've I've seen, I read this. Uh, Australia, the all of Australia, is sets, movie sets, and the people that Australians are actors pretending to have that accent. Like Australia doesn't exist like, in in the minds of flat earthers, and so. Yeah, the whole thing is just movie sets. So, you know, the entire aboriginal population. All of it's fake. <sighs> Here's what frustrates me about flat, flat earthers. Your boy, Columbus, supposedly proved that the earth was round Yo. all those hundreds of years ago. That's your boy. That's y'all boy. 
So if that's the case, how is he y'all boy and the earth is flat? Like that don't, this is, this is, I, I don't understand. You can't be both. You can't be both. You can't. And I and I, I've been I've always been amused by the concept of it, but that right there makes it the funniest thing in the world, because that means that the entire planet, the entire like Earth's governments, the only thing they could get together to do was <laughs> create movie sets. To create the concept of Australia? What? That doesn't even sound like a real name. That's what is an Australia? That's amazing. <laughs> Why that they, is amazing. They don't I, even sound like actual British people. I want to be that nuts for 10 minutes. I want 10 minutes of that, of believing that. Of blissful insanity. Just to see what it feels like. Like, I want to find the, 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 the John Malkovich door into a flat earther's <laughs> head and be like, oh, that's what this is about. It, it looks like a okay, um, and then just slide it out. Looks like the set of a Terry Gilliam movie, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and so when when you brought up Australia and we we're talking about space and all that stuff, I was like, okay, so that's it. That's that's what we've got. That's what we've done as a planet. The only thing we've managed to do as a planet is convince the rest of the planet that there is no Australian continent and it's made up. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Better late than never in terms of getting together, I guess. I would have hoped that, you know, they would have gotten together and created Warp Drive, but... Nope. Australia. <laughs> nope. It makes me sad. Just fake Australia. So, uh, I would be interested to hear your thoughts, Triple Nation, since in 2019 we're going to start you know, reading your feedback. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments about Spaceheads 2018, hit us up at uh, blacktribbles at gmail. Dot com. Is Australia real? Let us know. <laughs> All of Australia sends us a giant email. Like, First of all, <laughs> yeah, right. screw this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Signed, you know, like, Australia. <laughs> signed, all of Australia. XO, <laughs> Kennedy, thank you for another awesome space heads. Riveting. Well done. Of space well episodes. done. Thanks, guys. Well done. Huzzah, huzzah, I say. Thanks, thanks. I'm glad that you all are receptive and interesting. Yep. I'm glad that I have a place where I can have a conversation like this and people not be like, why are you talking to me, strange black woman? You can talk all you want. Hey, you heard it first here, folks. <laughs> and then she never stopped talking <laughs> ever again. Cool. We're having a really cool show next week. Next week is our holiday triple palooza. Yeah. As we are going to be in here, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to be singing. Yes, you thought Kennedy was in Broadway mode today. Mm-mm. <laughs> she was just warming up for next week as we will be singing all of your favorite holiday uh, carols, um, even some fun TV theme songs. We may even dig dig in the crates. I think Kennedy Kennedy has a, a fondness for the music of Animaniacs for some reason. So we may dig for for some of that. 
We're gonna. We're just. I may even sing the actual theme song to Gummy Bears. Um, we're gonna have very special guests. Comedian Keith from Up the Block is going. Yo, to we be. ain't never gonna get a word out. Edgewise, oh, Keith here. Oh. It's gonna be Keith from Up the Block and the Triple Holiday. Yeah. Well, first of all, he's <laughs> and them triples. What I, when I asked Keith to be on the show, he said, "Yo, dog, you know, I have a Christmas album." Get out of here. Oh, he's got a whole Keith from Up the Block Sings Christmas album. Oh, yes. That is insane. Oh, We're going Lord. to see if there are any that are FCC friendly <laughs> oh, yeah. that we can play play a couple here on the show. And he's going to regale us with uh, his, his renditions. We're going to have... Um, our, some of our most favorite singers in the world, Jacqueline Constance, is going to be here. Yay. Alexa Gold is going to be Yay. here. We're going to have from the uh, Ladies Love Hip Hop uh, podcast, we're going to have Summer Willow is going to be Yay. in the building. Yay. And Pino Triple herself, Super Tank. Super Tank. Super, 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 super Tank. Super Tank. Will be in the building as well. We're going to have. We're going to have special guests from WPPM. They're going to be in the building. We're going to have some we're going to have some food here. We're going to have some 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 drinks here. We're going oh. to have we're going to have special gifts for everybody. It's going to be an insane triple palooza and we want to hear from you if there are carols and songs that you want us to sing from particular people because you got to be a particular version. Let us know. Hit us up on on uh, Facebook and Twitter and and all of the social medias, and let us know exactly what you want to hear. Because we got into actually like a little little tete a little tete a here on 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 in our group tech oh, yeah. chat today about which version of this Christmas we were going to be singing in a holiday triple palooza. And I'm letting you know, ladies and gentlemen, right here from the door, that there will only be one version of this Christmas sung on a holiday triple palooza, and that will be the version by Donnie Donny Hathaway. Hathaway. Like, because there is, is there? no other okay. version. Everything else is just a bastardized version of the good stuff. That's what we <laughs> yeah, are singing yeah, here. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, come on, get out of here. If y'all saw the head bobble on Len just now, the Boson Higgs generator would not have been able to generate as much energy as just that just popped off right there. I think that was one of those pop pop sit downs. Like, first of all, <laughs> like, all right, pop pop, okay, okay, you're right. Because <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're I know. Right. Yeah. I know. And I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I know. You know what else we're going to sing? What's up? We're going to sing happy birthday because next Thursday. It's the Ice Grill Tribble's fifth birthday. Yup. The baby. Yep. And he's going to be here for the party. We're going to get him drunk. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Speaking of I'm drinks, kidding. I remember our very first Tribble holiday. Oh, my Jamboree. goodness. It was the first time anyone referred to our loving, loyal, lovely fan base as Tribble Nation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and that was at Comics and More in Plymouth Meeting Mall. Mm-hmm. And it's where we met the I-Triple. Yep. Uh, shout out to Khalif. Um, that's when I met the m- very massive and very sweet and also a little weird E equals MC Squared Triple, a.k.a. Keith Gibbs. <laughs> AKA a lot the of weird. Original, <laughs> a.k.a. the official six triples. Sorry, Isaiah. Um, Isaiah's like 6B triple. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You had to test it to get Isaiah's class. That's all it was. You were, ex- you were not an offer class. You like on the star level. That's all that means. That's all. That's all good. That's all good. I'm uh, here now. I'm here now. It's all <laughs> right. 
I'm on a flyer, so it's good. Exactly. Right, like, right. I'm here now. It's he fine. could be a six triple if he want to, but this <laughs> flyer say I'm in this joint. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on the back, too. So, what's really good? Um, six D's. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we put a challenge out there to our listeners if they could make a, a triple drink. Oh, that's right. What would they make? And your boy put all the things he in got here. Y'all. Keith came in. What was it? It was the red matter. Yeah. Yep. Man. Red matter. It had all these different ingredients with all these different reasons. I can't remember what all they all were. No. I, all what? I remember was that he brought Coca Cola to represent Middle America for Kirk. Yeah. Mm. Yo, Keith. Because I know you're listening. You got to send us the recipe for Red Matter. Because I know because Keith lives in uh, North Carolina and he's going to be spending his time with his, his his gorgeous family. But to send us the recipe because Summer Willow is a mixologist. So I'll get it to Summer and we see if we can't recreate, recreate the Red the Matter. Red matter. Make a, she could be, it could be the Kelvinverse Red Matter. Oh. Buh, buh. There you go. All right, Keith, you got to make it so. You got to make it so quick so I can get, get this to... Uh, Summer, so we can get all the ingredients and we can make the red matter in here. Oh, oh man. Oh, and let me tell you, because our station manager, Vanessa, is Vanessa. going to she is going to be here for the triple palooza. Yes. Oh, God, that means we got to behave ourselves. Oh, no. I mean, no, well, because oh. we're going to be drinking. It's Christmas. She, she need to cut loose, too. So. Oh, no. that means we need to have some coquille. Yo, yo. yo it's the, if Vanessa <laughs> brings coquille, it's a wrap, bro. I'm bro. telling you right oh, now. Oh, yeah. oh, I can get some made. I can get you some made, too. I can get some made. I can make some eggnog. Y'all don't drink eggnog. We don't know eggnog. You don't like that kind of thing? No, I don't like it. You never had my eggnog. I want to know why eggs are the only thing you can make nog out of. Have you had my eggnog? Yes. What What else is nog? there a nog of? Yes, you made eggnog when me and you shared know. an apartment. You made eggnog. eggnog. Did I make it or did I bring it home from is my family? No, you made it. I think you made it. Is there any other kind of nog? I might have lied and just brought it home from somebody. Ah. Or is it just... But you still didn't like it. Eggs? Right. Yeah, I didn't make that. Could you make coconut now? <laughs> Is that a thing? You guys sound Gilligan like the, could. You guys sound like the like the, the friendliest could. the friendliest divorce couple sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> I have to agree with them. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, they did like live together. That's like, right. I, like I, there are times when I, I look at two of you and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys sound like me and my ex-wife. <laughs> you what know, the heck is going on? You know, you're not the first person to say that. I know uh, I'm not, but it's the funniest thing in the world, man. I love it. Uh, I love it. So, so someone said to me once because I was talking about the Michelle mission and all the great stuff that that Len was. It was it was coming around the Cammies and when y'all won, I was like, yeah, Len's doing this great project. He won. It was dope. Was happy for my homie. And he was like, how many podcasts do you have? I was like, I think that's like his second. He might be on three of them Jones right now. So he was like, so wait, how he step out with another mistress and leave you with the kids? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that. I was like, that did not happen. <laughs> we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. This show will be available on BlackTools.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And any place and every place that good podcasts be. Uh, we're out for the Storm Tribble, Super Saiyan Tribble, Super Tribble, Master Tribble, Uncanny Tribble, Ice Grill Tribble. This is the Bat Tribble and Parting, we say. Killing frequencies closed, Captain. Why are Mommy and Daddy getting back together? <laughs> mm-hmm.